explore the night skies with our large range of high-quality telescopes. Whether you're a novice or an astronomy expert, we have the right telescope for you in our Australian Geographic e-store. Explore the whole range and find the right telescope for you today. Go to www.australiangeographic.com.au forward slash shop. That's www.australiangeographic.com.au forward slash shop. Hi, I'm Justin Walker and welcome to this episode of Talking Australia. Today, I'm chatting to Jay Bonington, Master Adventure Fitness Trainer. Jay spends his days helping aspiring adventurers prepare physically and mentally for extreme activities such as climbing Everest and crossing a frozen Greenland in the dead of winter. I've been on the receiving end of Jay's no-holds-barred training philosophy. I'm here to tell you he's definitely no slouch. Thanks for joining me, Jay. Yes, mate. Absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks, mate. And I'll start off by asking you when you're obviously you're the son of legendary British climber Sir Christian Bonington, or Sir Chris Bonington, as he yep. prefers to be called. Yep. I'm guessing your childhood was full of outdoor adventures from the start, but was that what sparked your lifelong interest in adventure itself? Um, well, very good question. I, you know, obviously I've always been around adventure, you know, and I, I grew up surrounded by um you know these wild men of the mountains with uh, you know in the in the 70s and, and early 80s with the, the long hair and big beards and um and all all of this and, and going out and doing some some pretty amazing things um and i was also i was raised in the lake district um, nice and hilly there. Yeah, no, given a lot of freedom as a child. Yep. So both me and my brother just used to spend days out on the the fells. We'd go climbing with dad, and and we were we'd go out camping by ourselves from a very early age, from earlier than probably a lot of other parents had let their kids go yep. out and do stuff by themselves. Um, and I think that's where it all stemmed from. Um, it did have its challenges as well so I did actually have a, a little bit of a wobble in the middle and uh, you know as teens I think I, I grew up around all this adventure was, yeah. which was absolutely fantastic but I also had the pressures of a of a very famous dad yep. and a very unconventional upbringing you know I, I um there was a time during the 70s and 80s that there wasn't one year that me as a as a child wasn't going to a funeral or a memorial service of somebody who three months earlier had been bouncing me up and down on their knee yeah, or, wow. or carrying me on their shoulders up the top of High Pike, which is the the fell behind us. Sure. Um, well, that you mean other climbers that you climbed yeah, with your dad and yeah, and so that that took its toll and not being able to understand it, you know, with the child's sure. mind, you know, well, why why do you keep doing this? Yeah. And, and 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 being away for, you know, this is back in the days when contact was via little blue envelopes. Yep. Um, you know, the old uh, e, um, airmail and uh, and the trips were a lot, a lot longer. You know, so dad would be away for a whole season at, at a time, etc. So uh, there was a lot of that to compute. So I did actually have a wobble in the middle that coincided with my teens, funnily enough, as, <laughs> as, these, as, as, as these, these wobbles do. Um, and uh, kind of went into my early 20s. I was, I was quite lost. And, okay. And, um, and 
you know, I it actually took me to hit rock bottom. I actually ended up getting quite heavily involved in uh, drugs and petty crime and, and all kinds of things. You know, I come from this amazing, loving family yeah, and... Wow. and uh, adventurous dad, and uh, and I'd, I'd grown up and, and loved all that, and hit my teen years, and just went bang, yeah, and, wow. uh, and went down another path for a little while. But it was actually because of that that drew me back to adventure. I <clears throat> I ended up in quite serious trouble, and uh, was sitting in a jail cell contemplating life and what had got me to that point. And uh, it was after a court case, uh, Dad decided to take me on a trip with him. So we, we'd done all our, lots of things, you know, and going to the Alps and done stuff together. Yep. But I'd never been on an expedition with him, never been okay. on a, a, a full, full-blown trip. So my brother was in the similar predicament. He was struggling at – had been struggling at school and um, – both of us had left school early at 16 yep. and um we so we then went off uh with dad and um we went up around the back of Kilimanjaro uh, so we did Kilimanjaro but you yep. know it being dad it wasn't by the normal route we actually circumnavigated the the mountain and went back over the Credna glacier which unfortunately due to global warming is uh, hardly any of it yeah. left where where it was uh a decent sized glacier for us to climb up and over and onto at that time. Um, and it was actually standing on top of that. There was a, there was a moment when uh, I, I was going very naturally at altitude. I was yep. going very, very well. And, and dad obviously was. And uh, my brother and uh, my dad's brother and other members of the party were actually a fair bit behind us. And Dad said, oh, look, I think we'd better wait for them. We were, we were very, very, we were past Gilman's point. We were very close to the top. And um, and Dad said, look, I think we'd better wait for the, for the others. And I said, oh, look, I need to, I just need to go and spend some time by myself. Yep. And so I just carried on up to the, the summit mm -hmm. by myself. And Dad, I didn't realise Dad was looking after out after me. Uh, crying his eyes out. Oh wow! And uh, and I got to the top, and I uh, just felt this this power, this um, this all this emotion, all this everything. I was crying for all the people who died, all the uh, for my childhood, for I don't know, wrongs imagined or, or right or, yeah. or whatever, and and uh, just felt this emotion and, and power surge through the mountain. I, I was sobbing. Um, and uh, I just spent, I was up there for, I don't know, a good half hour, hour by, yep. by myself before the others came up. Um, and you know, I had this most amazing view. And it was one of those really clear days where you could see uh, forever, could see right the way across to, to Mount Kenya. You could yep. almost see the curvature of the earth. And and it was, um, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. And And it was at that point that I really knew that I wanted to become a student of change. Yep, gotcha. And that's what I'm about. I actually went back, I went back into the, the music industry and spent uh, quite some time then. So it was a, a slow transition, but I got, uh, over the next couple of years, um, I then got myself uh, very fit 
and uh, emigrated over here with my uh, with my wife, who I, I yep. met in London. She's Australian, um, and it was yeah during that process that I decided to look get myself really really fit. I didn't know what I wanted to do, yeah, sure. But I'd started doing a lot of personal development and, and things like that, and um, I'd spent a few years by now in the music industry, and I came over here and I. I just, you know, the music industry is very shallow industry and I wanted to do something real and I was trying to work out what it was next I wanted yep. to do. Um, and so I, when I got over here, I was raised in the country back home. I knew a lot about the fauna, the flora, nature um, and uh, the whole system over there. I didn't know anything here. So I took myself off to TAFE, yep. um, did a bush regen course, um, went and worked part-time at Paddy Palin. Uh, work the other part of the time in the bush whilst I try to work out what's what's coming yeah. next. <laughs> and then um and it was during that time I I uh I went on another expedition and I went and climbed um Dangra and Unclimbed Peak in uh the Kanchenjunga region yep. uh of Nepal. <clears throat> and it was whilst I was out there I saw a uh, I saw a lot of people who, who should have been having, or not a lot, because it was it only just opened up. There was only there was five trips we met in that area, yep. and there was people there who should have been having the time of a lifetime, and they were looking at their shoes instead of looking at the mountains, oh, wow. struggling to you get know, up there. They, they, yeah, they were struggling, and yeah. and um, and that's when I thought there's something in this, and so uh, came back to Sydney and came up with this concept called Trek Fit. Yep. And um, when I took myself off and got qualified as a as a personal trainer, so that was twenty odd years ago yep. now. Um, I quickly realised that you know the adventure industry isn't what it is now. Yeah. So I quickly realised I was going to starve to death. Um, so I went and joined Fitness <laughs> First and started you know training overweight mums, sure. stressed out executives, and yeah, and all of this. But all the time, I'm, I'm a bit of a geek on the side and, and this is the one thing through all those dark days I've always had this love of learning yep. and so I was just doing any course I could I was trying to find out any information there's very little information on that related to adventure sports yep. and wilderness activities so I was looking at research looking at papers um, around more traditional sports field sports endurance yep. sports Olympic sports and how I could transfer the knowledge that had been gained there yeah. and how I could transfer that into the stuff that I loved, which was getting out into the wilds, into the wilderness, into the bush, up on mountains, sure. et cetera. So um, started doing that and uh, and then slowly getting more and more clients who were and seeking out people who really wanted to go and do more extreme things yep. or, or just wanted to go trekking yeah uh, etc and, and uh and just built from from there yeah. it must have been you must have been the only person specializing in that back in those days because it is such a, a unique sort of niche i guess in terms of training and fitness and what your end goals are and things like that totally i mean look there's, there's a few people a few more people on the uh on the case now but as far as australia's concerned and that actually sorry get that let me take that back a bit. There's a, there's a few people out there, but not so many who were into the actual the, the, the science of strength and conditioning. Yep. So I I took those people who were originally into 
the outdoors. Yep. And they just went off and, and did a Cert 3, Cert 4 in personal training and um, and treated it as personal training. So they did all the, you know, three sets of 12 yeah. and all these kind of bodybuilding routines and what and just kind of tacked it on to what they sure. were doing. So it, it was fitness tacked on to outdoor stuff yep. and whatever. So, and I, I'd never been about that. I'd always thought this is about performance yep. and this is about excellence. Um, and so I'd always, even though I hadn't been to university, hadn't gone and got uh, an exercise sports science degree yep. or um, a degree in uh, sports-based strength and conditioning, I studied everything I possibly could on sports-based strength and conditioning because this is these are sports, these are activities. Yeah. It's not, there's a, there's a massive difference between exercise and training, you know. So yeah. when... Um, all training contains aspects of exercise, but not all exercise is training. And people have got to get that through their yeah. through their heads. There's, there's a lot of time people do it because, oh, they, and they they think, okay, if I if I feel if I do this and it makes me feel sweaty and, I'm, and my heart rate's up, it must be doing me good. Yep. And that, and that's not right. We, we don't train. There's not one Olympic level athlete that we train to get a gold medal like that. Yeah. So, it's all about a goal, isn't it? Like you, you're yeah. so specific about goals. Very, and... very specific about, you know, what is it you are training for? What are the things that we need to do, the processes we need to do to actually get you to be the best you can be for that goal yeah. at that time, at that point? Yeah. And, and you've it, had some pretty crazy goals funded up towards you, I suppose, too, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've had, um, you know, we've, we've had some pretty cool – there's all the, the, the big obvious ones, you know, we've um, – and this is where I think my, my uh, I've been really, really lucky. So I think I've trained uh, more Everest summiters than anybody else in Australia. Yeah, wow. Um, not in the world, but in, in Australia, definitely. And I've, I've trained eight people um, to summit Everest, which has been fantastic. Um, and then, but then lots of other uh, straight mountaineering goals as well, yep. you know. So I've, I've been training a lad who's got eyes on on Nanga Parbat. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been training uh, another lad who's a uh, into uh, polar exploration and overland journeys. Um, he's just Gareth Andrews. He's just done a first. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So he's just. Uh, yeah. You guys know. Yeah. Know we Gareth covered very Gareth. Well. Yes. Yeah. So so I've looked after Gareth for years. So he first came to me um, after doing the. Um, no, sorry, to do the uh, Himalayan 250. Um, so he did a 250k multi-stage endurance race uh, through the Annapurna wow. region. Um, and then um, I have been looking after him ever since then, really. So yeah, for, wow. as, as all his expeditions and, and trips have got bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger, which is, uh, has been an absolutely fantastic journey. Um, we've had two uh, two Olympic uh, cha- uh, sorry, two um, channel swimmers, yep. uh, English channel swimmers. We've had um, what else? Um, multitude of, of multi-stage uh, races, and um, yeah, heaps. Yeah, it's good. And it's not just the elites either. It's just the everyday person who may want to trek to the top of Kilimanjaro, for example. That you would happily say, "Well, that's your goal. Let's work towards it and let's do it." Well, that that's the thing. So we. We really are about none, none of my guys. We're not. Um, we're not training people like Killian Journey and, and people like that. Yeah. We're not. Uh, none of my guys are actually 
professional um, adventurers. All of them are ordinary people with with huge and extraordinary goals. So, yeah. so for example, uh, you know, Gareth Andrews is uh, he's a full time doctor. He's an anaesthetist. Yeah. Um, all of my my runners. Now we we put plenty of people on podiums. They're all podium runners. None of them are professionals. Yeah. You know, none of them. They're they're all just really really keen, really yeah. really eager, and and just want to give it a really really good crack. And that that's actually what really really gets my juices flowing. I um I was actually talking to somebody about it yesterday. I your your top end athletes and even your people, your really focused people who are kind of borderline and might one day transition into professional adventure athletes like like Gareth. Yep. Um like Gareth Gareth's always been, you know, Gareth was a schoolboy athlete he represented scotland in rugby um he's, he's always been very focused and always very determined don't get me wrong he he is an absolute pleasure to train yeah. he's such top bloke um and and such a an awesome soul um and um it's also but seeing the people who are like that seeing the people who actually aren't sure they can actually make yes. this yeah yeah seeing the people who You've really got to get into their heads and that they've committed to this thing and they're not sure that they can do it and they don't know how and they're, they're, they're scared. Yep. Um, and it's seeing those people and either on some of them, on some of the treks that I lead, etc., watching their faces as they get to whichever destination we're, we're at and they're looking up around at these mountains around them and thinking, wow. Yeah, I'm, I've done this. You know, <laughs> it's that sense of achievement. And that's where you, I know training with you myself. You, it's that mental fitness, the mental strength that you really do focus on. That people seem to forget. With the, of course, you need the physical strength and the endurance and everything else, but your mind has got to be strong and in the right place to make it a successful sort of end game. I guess. Oh, totally. There's um, uh, one of the the few people who are in my field. One of one of the few people who I really really respect for their for their knowledge. Um, uh, out there, there's a, the two guys wrote a book called Training for the New Alpinism. That's um, uh, Steve House and Scott Johnson, uh, based out of the states. And in in their book, um, they talk about um, oh, I've forgotten who it is now that they interviewed, but uh, it was a Croatian climber, I think, or a Czech climber, mm -hmm. who um, who they'd talked with uh, and saying that yeah, you know, when you get to that level, it is 20% physical ability and 80% mindset. Yep. The the great thing that, that I love about adventure and the fact that it is this day after day journey and it's this, this conduit for, for change is this isn't just something that's going to be over in two hours or four hours, etc. You know, you've got to do 15 kilometers a day, yep. day after day, there's a certain amount of uncertainty. You know, you could be absolutely game fit. You could be match ready uh, on top of your form and everything. You don't know what nature's going to throw no, at you. That's a big you variable, know, isn't it? You know, and then you have other stuff, you know, you'll have stuff. So, so you've got, you know, really crap weather comes in, you know, so you've got inclement weather. Um, and then you've got the stress, you know, maybe, maybe you're, you're up, in the the Himalayas, and you, maybe it's a, a trek, and you're uh, you're going through an area that's uh, that's got some really bad rock falls. You've got a herd of yaks just 
appeared, you know, uh, 200 feet above you and they're, they're dislodging rocks that are, you know, yeah. snowballing and becoming the, the, the size of small cars. And, yeah. and you know, and you're, you're already tired. Yep. And then you're having to deal with that and then you get to the other side and you've you've still, you know, because the hold up with that, you're going to be walking for another four hours in the dark and and then the next day you've got to do it all again. Yes, yeah. So I think outside your control yeah. that can yeah. affect you, really throw you yeah. off, isn't it? And and that's life. Mm, it is. You know, that that really, really that that is just such a great analogy for life. So that's what we are about. Is it it's I the bonus of what I do, love training all the people who are really focused and that the and have got their goals sorted out. And I love the people who come to us who they just know they want more and they're not sure what that is. And if yeah. we can get them to go on an adventure and if we can actually help facilitate that, then that's absolutely fantastic. You know, because there are there are there's tons of adventures out there who uh I feel, you know, doing it for the wrong reasons. I, I th like all the peat baggers. Yeah, sure. I, you know, and there's a few out there. I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a couple of famous ones. One very famous English one, um, who some of his summits have been called into disrepute, and I, I just don't get that. I yeah. really, really don't get how much ego can take over, and and cause you you're totally missing the point and missing all the lessons that could be learned yep yeah that could help your relationships your life the people around you the the the, the culture that you're in everything yeah it's a whole sound of mind sound of body and it all it extends itself throughout life like you said yeah totally Subscribe to our AG magazine for six months for just $30 and save 33% on the newsstand price. That's three issues of our award-winning magazine delivered to your home for just $30. Plus, you will also receive exclusive benefits, including 10% off all products purchased in our e-store. So don't wait. Go to www.australiangeographic.com.au forward slash Talking Australia for our special offer. That's www.australiangeographic.com.au forward slash Talking Australia. In terms of training, I mean, there's the mental side, the physical side. Food is a big thing for you guys as well to focus yeah. on for clients and things like that. Do you ever get a person who is hard to keep on that track when they're training or they because they have those goals set, they are a lot easier to not so much manage, it's probably the wrong term, but to keep them in the right, right sort of frame of mind. Everybody has bad days. I have bad days. You know, it's, um, you know, none of us are, are superhuman. It's just how we manage it and deal with it and the excuses that we tell ourselves. So one of the big things I'm, uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm huge on is, is, getting our, our value and our, our what I call our greater life vision in line yep. with our goals. Because the thing is, people set goals all the time and so many goals people don't achieve. So many goals, so many people say, oh, look, I really, really want to do this. Yeah. But then they let it drift. Or they might say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going on this trek. I'm, I really want to go on this trek and that's great, but I really, really need to lose 10 kilos. Yep as well so i need to sort my diet out yeah now they've still got that goal they've got this fantastic thing that they know but they keep on 
procrastinating. They keep on just putting off. Yep. They keep on not doing. You know, and they they keep on they keep on lying to themselves. Yes, yeah, filming themselves. Yeah, and um, so we have a process. I call it the True North process. So I believe that every, everybody has a deep set of core drivers and a deep set of values. Most of us haven't identified yep. them, but. Um, we've all got them. So I like going through processes with people where we'll actually go through all of that. And if we can, before people set their goals, we need to find out what their core drivers and yeah. what their values are. Because if you've got somebody who, where all their values are around um, fun and enjoyment and, and being the bon viveur and, and um, immediacy and all of this, that's not really, really well uh, going to fit in well with really, really long-term sure. goals, uh, et cetera. So we need to do some work yep. um, around around that. Yep. So so we have this process where we take people through. I, I, call, I created a model called the Empower Model, um, where the E in empower stands for explore. So basically the first thing we do before we actually look at your goals is we actually look at what is your greater life purpose. Yeah. You know, what, what is it that you want to have people, the people who love you, remember you for when, when you cark it. Yeah. You know, one thing that's going to happen to all of us, yeah, we're, all, right. we're all going to cark it. There's no getting away from that. Um and and so what is that greater life vision? And I don't mean what we've achieved, like money no. we've amassed, houses we've got yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's um you know, it's it's for me, I, I want the people who love me to write on my my tombstone, if I have a tombstone, um, you know, um was much loved, he showed he cared and he made an impact. Yeah. That, that yep. that's that's what I want. So yeah, like yeah. no more detail. It's a very big, very high level. Yeah. And and then um, off the, the back of that, we then tack the, the values that go alongside that and to sure. research that. So what, what are the, that person's values? You know, for me, it's community. Yep. Uh, it's teaching. It's education. Um, it's a tearing. I have this saying, tearing chunks out of life. Yep. And that, that's one of my, my values. Yeah. Um, but it's also giving chunks back as well. Sure. Um, and, um, and also authenticity. So um, I hope I can swear on this, but I don't, you know, it's, it's no bullshit. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's tell it like it is. Yep. Be very, very straight up. Be authentic. Um, there's a concept about uh, your word is law in your universe. And there's so many of us, in the, you know, and I catch myself doing it, saying things that we're going to do, saying things to please people, saying things for yeah, this. totally. And then not keeping up with it. Yep. You know, so... Um, so is your word your law in your universe? And then as soon as you get to a stage that it is, that you are authentic, then it makes a lot easier to do things. Yeah. And you're also a lot more bloody careful about what you <laughs> what you <laughs> promise and what you utter. Oh, I'm going to lose 10 totally. kilos. Yeah, the, exactly. Um, so, so we do that. So that's the explore part. That's the first part. And then we do the mapping. And mapping is looking at your goals and looking at the strategies to get to those goals. So... You might have a goal here. Maybe the, the greater goal is to greater life goal is to climb a mountain on, on every yeah. continent. Yeah. And then the supporting goals for that would be 
um, okay, well, you know, what size mountains, you know, is yeah. it, it 6,000 metre peak, is it 7,000 metre peak, um, et cetera. Or maybe it's to, the, the goal is to have an adventure a year. Uh, maybe it's to do a road trip with your family, whatever. So yep. we're getting more into those goals. Yeah, sure. Um, and the reason why I like maps and like the terminology of maps is people get very, very rigid in their goal setting process. But I think it's most important to have a destination. And like, if you look at any map, you can usually find several ways. There's more than one road. Exactly. Yeah. And then if one doesn't work, we keep on trying that road. But if it doesn't work, we then find another route. We don't change the destination. No. But we change the route to, to yep. get there. So we then go through that. And then our other process is the power. And the, the power is just one word. And that is just taking massive action. And we get our people being stronger at power by daily practice. Yep. So I'm really, really big into things that are infinite. Um, so things like, like I've got here in my, my bag, my, my, my juggling balls. The um, you know, so that it's things like like juggling and handstands and stuff like that that you can't ever. You can't say there's a finish point. Oh, I've I've nailed handstands. Yep. That that's it. There's yeah. always a progression. The same with juggling. You know, okay, mm. I'm gonna do three ball juggling. Let's go to four ball For juggling. Sure. Let's go yeah. to five ball juggling, and it goes on like that. And that teaches us to fail. It teaches us the importance of practice and the same with meditation. I meditate yep. for between 10 and 20 minutes every day. You know, it's not long, but yep. it's a practice. And yeah. I'm actually part of an agreement group that we keep each other honest and we each make an agreement and we check in every day and we must do that agreement every day of the year, yeah, yeah. no matter yeah. what. Yep. And, um, and I'm part of a, a group that, that checks in on, uh, on an, in on each other with that. So, and those that teaches us discipline and discipline helps us commit to action. Yep. So doing things like this, you know, people think, you know, what is, is juggling and doing handstands and meditating got to do with climbing mountains, skiing across tundra yeah. or, or, or swimming, <laughs> swimming cold currents? Yeah. Um, it's got everything to do with it. Mm. You know, it, um, and apart from anything, those, those who the, the juggling and the handstands actually help with spatial awareness and proprioception, which is a really, really good for athletic development. Yeah. Um, and the meditation really helps with the mindset as well. So, yeah, yeah. so they're some of the things that we put into place. Yeah. It's, it's a very different approach. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, um, and one that we just find really, really works for our people. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Yep. But that's all right. People can drink a cup of tea elsewhere. Exactly. So. And, but you must be so satisfied when you see someone come in, not sure what they want to do and all over the place mentally and physically. And then at the end, when they've done, they've achieved their goal and you guys have worked all the way through that with them, it must be pretty satisfying. Oh, it is. It, it, it is the best feeling, you know, to to see the the change that I know I've done my job when it, it's when they, they get back from their trip and, and wherever. And it hasn't just been about that photo on the top or the photo wherever it was yep. at the end, uh, et cetera, when they actually come back to me with some stories and some analogies and, and things around how it's affected them and stuff that they're doing now and stuff that's changed. Yep. Um, and the other thing that um, really, really gets to me as well is is when 
a lot of the adventures and the, the places we go to are involved in, in countries where there's a lot of different cultures. Um, and when I know that somebody has fully immersed and engaged with the the culture in in a true sense of the the word of of the word, then then I know they've got it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. You know, I know that they've they've really you know because it is it's about this is if we can explore explore the world explore ourselves whilst we're doing it yeah. and explore other people explore cultures uh you know i mean that that's got to be a good thing and, oh, and totally yeah well, like you said it's, it's beyond just the physical it's totally beyond the physical but the rewards are so much higher and more satisfying because of it totally so you know it's if this stuff challenging ourselves physically and mentally makes us more robust and more resilient people but i also think it makes us be doing it in those kind of environments also um, makes us more empathic and makes us better team players. So it's going to help everything around us. It's going to give us more sympathy to different people, different yeah. groups of people. So and God knows we need that at the moment yeah. in this world, you know, yep. with with all this separation and segregation and, and fear, fear mongering and hate. You know, it it gets us closer to other people. It makes us realise that they're just going through all their own stuff um, and that we're going through our stuff and most of this stuff is pretty similar. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that the world, despite all its problems and despite global warming and, and everything that's going, this is an amazing planet. Yep. It, it, there's still so much we, we we need to make the most of it when we're here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, we've got we've got to do the most, and we, we really do have to do something to help the planet. Because yes, I agree, mate. The one thing I've, I've just draw back to when you were younger and, and through the the wild and loose times and in jail. Did you ever see yourself even back then when you you had that epiphany on the mountain that you would be where you are now as one of the most highly regarded adventure fitness trainers? You know, did you ever um, see that? I. No, there was a dark. It's funny when when I was when I was a kid. So before my teens, yes. Yep. You know, I knew I was going to do something. I had all these dreams and hopes and aspirations yep. and and all of this and and um, you know, I've had a fantastic role model. You know, in my dad, my dad has spent his whole life um, living his passion, completely yeah, sure. living his his passion and, and and doing very well out of it. Um, but then, through the dark days, I was properly lost. I, yeah. I was. Sounds like it. <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Anyway. So I. Um, but it was then coming out of that. I, I really, really knew. I think. I think, what it was. I'm lucky that because I had that. I had that anchor. I had something to to grip onto. Yeah. That. I could, I had a point of reference, you know, I'll be honest, I've, I've got, there's people who I used to hang around with in those days and I've, I've lost contact with, with 99% of them, yeah. and the, but there was one of them who I just bumped into uh, accidentally uh, a good few years ago when we were, I was back visiting London and he was still in the same place. He was yeah, still, yeah. and he, he was, uh, you know, his brain was fried, and he was, he was a mess, and and he was, you know, he was in a lot of trouble, and and uh, and I just thought, wow, you know, there, there, but for the grace of God, 
Yes. You know, and it, um, it really, really brought it home to me. And I think that was, you know, he here was a lad. I, w- I was hanging around. Here's me. I'd come from this adventurous, forward-thinking, striving, high-achieving family and, and loving, loving, nurturing family. But I'd still thrown myself into the <laughs> darkest, <laughs> darkest cesspools. Um, but um, these lads, the lads I was hanging around with, you know, they came from families who were career career criminals. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they'd been three generations yeah, well, of, of bludging on the dole and, and yeah. you know, family abuse and, and all of that kind of stuff. Now, I hadn't seen any of that. Yeah. You know, I, I hadn't been – I it's, – it's funny. Somebody actually once said to me and, and said, I think you were just finding a different kind of adventure. Um, <laughs> Possibly, yeah. You know, and it, and it was. I thought this was all exciting, you know. Yeah, you yeah, know, for sure. These, you know, dodgy council flats and, and people with – yeah, yeah, I won't go into it. Anyway, um, so – but, yeah, maybe it was. Maybe I was just finding it was an easy road to a different kind of adventure yeah, at sure. the time yeah. and the only one I felt I could access. Yeah. I was very – I can remember a period – my dad at home in those days in the 80s was very – he was very, very famous in, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, uh, for a start, everybody calls me Joe. That's not actually my name. No. My name's Daniel. Yeah. And, uh, and I adopt, Joe was a nickname that I adopted and I, I clung on to it. Yeah. And when I left school at 16 and when I moved out home at 16 as well, even though, you know, loved mum and dad and all that, yeah. but I just wanted to, to get away. I didn't tell anybody what my surname was ah. at all. Yeah, wow. And when I moved down to London, I didn't. Yeah. It was just Joe. Yep. Interesting. Just Joe. Just didn't tell. I didn't want anybody to know because I'd spent my whole life growing up with, you know, little old ladies in the streets of Carlisle coming up and pulling me by my, by my cheek. You're going to grow up to be like your dad, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and all of this. And I'd, I'd suffer in my earlier. I went to a, you know, this is England in the eighties. Yeah. You know, it was a recession, the yeah. end of Thatcher's Britain. It was rough as guts. There was a lot of fighting, the height of football violence. Um, and Carlisle, where I'm from, is, you know, it had one of the, I think it was one of the top 10 drug problems in yeah, in, wow. in Britain and um, very, very high rates, rates of crime. All the industry had gone. Yeah. And, uh, and they were all the people I was hanging around with. And, um, and yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, I just wanted to be... Here's us with being raised. My mum was a vegetarian and our house was filled with lots of stuff from India and and smelled of incense and and you know, and we we had all of all of all of this. But me and my brother, we wanted to go and sit in our mates two up, two down council house with, you know, flock wallpaper and three geese on the wall. Um <laughs> and uh little Toby jugs on the mantelpiece and and eat pie peas and chips. You know, that's we wanted to be like like a lot of kids do. They want to just fit in. Yes, of course. Yeah, with everybody, yeah. and that's what we saw as, yeah. as as fitting in. Yeah, and um, so that's what we. That's, <laughs> that's what hilarious. We, that's what we. I know. I know. We had, we had all this amazing stuff, and we, we didn't we didn't want we didn't want any of it. You know, we were. Yeah, it was, it was quite. Does, quite does your funny. dad laugh about it now and shake his head about? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. You know, and it, it's. Um, you know, we've talked about it a lot, and I'm. I'm very lucky. I. I, I get to do not so much now. Dad, Dad's got a lot 
older now, but he's still, I mean, he's still doing I talked to him the other day. He, he did a 13, 14K uh, walk across the fells uh, wow. the other day, and he's, you know, he's 85. He gets yeah, in wow. about 8, 9K a day. Yeah, good. Um, and but we were talking about all this not so long back, and he said, like any dad, you know, he was just hurting. He wanted to help, um, but felt it needed to come from us. Yes, before you know, nobody's nobody can help uh, nobody can help you until you want to help yourself. Yep. And um, he always talks about. He can remember one time coming down and grabbing us from uh, London and, and taking me down for a weekend's climbing down in Cornwall uh, mm. to see if that would would make a difference and, and spark me on. And the, the whole weekend, I just wanted to go out clubbing. I just wanted to go. You know, I was I was right in the thick of it, and I wanted to. I don't know, go and swallow some pills and 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 go. So, so it's hard to see that version of you after seeing you obviously going to your gym and seeing. I know, <laughs> I know. You know, and it, it really was. It's very. It seems like a completely different world. Yeah, I think well, the the great thing is, you know, I've been doing what I do for the last twenty years. Yeah. I, I am seen as I'm very lucky. I'm seen as. Um, uh, an expert at what I've done. I've worked very hard. Yeah, I've, for sure. I've studied um, a lot, and like I said, been a, a student of change for the for the last thirty years. Um, and I, um, I think my life experiences have actually really, really helped me. I'm very grounded. Yep. Um, yeah. I can talk to anybody at any level. You know, so I've, sure. I've got, you know, from clients from high-end corporate to um, top-level athletes to, you know, we've got people like Sammy. Sammy Sims, a, a, a current um, Olympian snowport, snow sports, going for a third Olympics this year, yep. training out of our place, um, to overweight mums and dads to, to and then and then also to, to kids who are, uh, you know, in their early 20s and, and struggling, you know, they can't, put anything past me because I've been I've been <laughs> there mate right. I'm, I'm you sure that. have that's right don't, don't, <laughs> don't put one over me it's not going to work but um, but yeah so so you know and I I have very few regrets I you know I, I've um, you know in, in recent years with dad I've, I've had some amazing experiences you know I invite dad every now and then on uh, some of my commercial trips that I run sure. some of the yep. treks yep. Um yeah, it's double-edged sword. I uh, or not double-edged. It's, uh, I get double whammy. So I, I get daddy's good at putting uh, bums on seats. So we yes. always p- pay a premium for those <laughs> for those trips. But um, but also, uh, I get to spend. That's two of us spending a month in the environment that we're both at our most totally. comfortable and happiest. You know, yeah. we. I, I love being out in the Himalaya. I'm I'm not. Uh, a high level technical climber like my dad I'm not a mountaineer I don't climb even though I've done some mountaineer I don't class myself as a mountaineer but I love the mountains and the wild sure. places I love being there I love the culture I love the people I love um, the physicality I love just getting out there and getting amongst it yeah um, and so to spend those intense moments of time, so three, four weeks with my dad uh, in Nepal or in Bhutan or, or places like that, we're pretty lucky because a totally. lot of people can live five streets away from exactly. their dad yep. and not spend the intense amount yeah. of time. And also in that environment, that adventure environment where you're reliant on each other, you're really having to, to be aware and be present. Yep. Um, 
so they're really, really special times. And they, oh, they, yeah. they have been fantastic. And, you know, if I hadn't gone down the path I'd gone down and had ended up in, in that cell and had that epiphany, I might, I mean, I'd have probably come out of, of what I was doing and gone down a different path, but I don't know. Could I have ended up in some weird corporate world? Wearing a suit or scares the shit out of me. Um and and uh, and I wouldn't might not have had those uh these experiences that I have uh, with uh, with dad. Subscribe to our AG magazine for six months for just $30 and save 33% on the newsstand price. That's three issues of our award-winning magazine delivered to your home for just $30. Plus, you will also receive exclusive benefits, including 10% off all products purchased in our e-store. So don't wait. Go to www.australiangeographic.com.au forward slash Talking Australia for our special offer. That's www.australiangeographic.com.au forward slash Talking Australia. Mate, one, other, one final question regarding uh, Jay's base camp, which is your gym, obviously. You have that uh, goal board on the, at the entrance yeah. there. So everyone writes their goals on for the year or for whatever time they're training yeah. there for. Have you ever seen something that's made you sort of think twice about they could do it or you hadn't heard of it or it was going to be a big job to get them there? And one that stood out at all? Oh, there's, there's, there's a few where I've thought, oh, that, that'll be a push. That's a stretch goal. But I love stretch goals. Yep. You know, so I'm, I'm never going to turn... Lucky I'm any- going there myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, I'm never going to turn anybody away from the goal. What, what I do like to do, I do like to have reality checks. Yep. And so I'll sit down with somebody and... We we look at okay this this is the goal here. Sure. This is where we're at now. This is everything in between. So you know, uh, what experience do you have of that goal? You know, where do you need to be? You know, yeah. if it was somebody who um, uh, has never climbed before and they want to do, um, I don't know. Let's pick an easy one, Everest. Okay, yep. which uh, I don't. Like, you know, everybody sees Everest as this ultimate yes. goal. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. And I have a it, – it, look, it's a legitimate goal. It's a great goal. don't know if it's uh, mountaineering in the truest sense of the word no. uh, anymore, but but it, it is a goal and it is, it is also a dangerous goal. Yeah. Um, um, but – when I see people who get so that the, it is a great example in the fact because it's one of those goals that people just think about that and they don't think of the best way to do it. Um, I did an interview some years back just with my with my dad and we asked him the question and I produced a little video clip that's on our YouTube channel that we've called the Craft. Yep, um, where he talks about that and he, he does it really succinctly and. And it really is about, you know, people ask him all the time about what should I do to climb Everest? And, you know, and he says, start here. Yeah. You know, learn the craft, you know, start rock climbing. And then once you've done some rock climbing, go and find a small alpine, go over to New Zealand, go, yeah. and, go and do some alpine peaks there. Once you've done that, go and find a 6,000 metre peak. The, the trouble is, yes, you can technically you could get somebody to haul you up Everest. And now everybody's doing the speed ascents as yes. well, where they're doing all their pre-acclimatisation in altitude chambers, uh, et cetera. And they can do that. But what are the life experiences you're missing out yeah. on if you don't do this whole journey yep. 
in between. Do you think it's because of this perceived uh, no one's got any time concept that everyone keeps on saying, oh, I haven't got time to do that, I haven't got time to do this, let's want to do that one thing and that's it? They, that's but I whole think conception. that's bullshit. I think, yeah. that, that, I think they're kidding themselves. Yep. And that, that takes me back to, to I love that, that uh, Buddhist saying, uh, the man who hasn't got time to meditate for 20 minutes should meditate for an hour. You know, nice. and it's it it really it really is. You know, if don't rush at these things. No. You know, learn your craft. Take enjoyment of the journey. Yeah. You know, although and that this is why I think you find a lot of people do Everest and they never go to the mountains again. Yep. It yeah. was just Everest. It wasn't actually the mountain. No. It was the standing the on top and waving your little flag and yep. getting the photo and and see ya. Yeah. Um, and that's that's sad. That that's that is it's a, it is an achievement. I'm not going to take that away from anybody. So so you know, in case I cop any flack over this, but it it, it is an achievement, and really, I'm missing the point. Yes, you know, yeah. and I think that that whole that doing that journey. That's why some of the stuff we do, we we do these things. We have these um, uh, things called extraordinary Sundays at the gym where once a quarter we'll go and pick an activity that's just a bit different that we want everybody to get involved with. Yep. And it's like, if it's if it's something that's involving mountains, we don't necessarily want the people who are all really, really experienced in the mountains to be on it. We want the people who aren't. If it's involving water, we don't want the people who are really, really, you know, great yeah. kayakers and all that to be doing yep. it. We want the people who are normally in the mountains to be doing it. Just to do something different different we got this hashtag this year hashtag do something different yeah you know let's broaden our experiences you know let's let's get out there and and expand our comfort zones yeah you know this this really is the the whole thing i've got this um actually i wrote about for you guys the 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 nine foundations of uh of an adventure mindset you know and you know in that it really is about enjoying the journey yeah enjoying all parts of the journey you know those those bits when it's freezing bloody cold you're soaked through to the skin and and all of that it's yep. part of the experience it is it definitely is yeah it makes it all much more worth it you you realize the effort that's gone in and you appreciate what you've done to get to there yeah and you can keep on going with the rest of the journey yeah. before you finish it's exactly not as though, and then do it again somewhere else yeah totally totally you know and it, it's it's look at the ways train train properly to do it do do things properly. Do things well, um, and give everything your your best shot. Give everything a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, for you sure. Know? And um, but when I say a hundred percent, that doesn't mean just go hell for leather. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. Um, but do, yeah, do things properly. Yep. Sure. What about yourself? May you putting something on the board this year for a goal or? Yeah, I've, we've been thinking about this. What I want to do, I. I've been working my butt off the last few years. I really want to do something with my daughters. Yep. Um, they're teenagers and they're fast growing up. Before I know it, they're not going to want to do something with with dad. <laughs> so my my youngest daughter especially is really keen to do an overland trip. Okay. So so we've been toying with the ideas with that. So what I want to do first is do a little trial run and do a shorter trip and see 
how she handles it. Yep. See if she can yep. handle a, a couple of couple of weeks rough and, and without yeah, Wi-Fi. Sure. That's, the <laughs> oh, biggest, yes. that's the biggest problem is, for right, today's yeah. generation. <laughs> you know, she goes, oh, yeah, I really want to do a pro- I want to do an overland journey. She was inspired by the by the Joneses. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yep. she, 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 well, we took her to see the screening of, uh, of the Joneses films film and um and she absolutely she came oh yeah i want to do i want to do an overland trip i want to travel through the center and yep. and all that and uh and i was going you know there's no wi-fi oh isn't there so <laughs> it's like no so you know she we've done overnighters and she's done her outward bound and and all that but uh, i need to go and do you know, uh, a good solid week's worth of walking yep. and then maybe a two-week trip. And if she handles that, I'd actually like to put together a proper, a, re- a really good trip, a non-commercial yep. trip. I'm not gotcha. talking about doing Lara Pinta or something. Um, find somewhere, track a route um, and uh, and do it. Maybe also awesome. Do it proper. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I'd say that would be my next major goal yep. it also ties in well with covid because we can't go anywhere anyway yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> plenty um, of time so um but yeah other goals that i've got um i wanted to, i'd like to do some remote uh exploration of nepal yep um i'm not sure yeah i've got a good mate of mine bill crozier who's always my expedition doctor mm-hmm. uh is always uh, encouraged me to come over on on one of his trips. He loves exploring all up around Dolpo and, oh, wow. and around those regions. Okay. And uh, he's always chasing snow leopards. Um, so, um, you know, maybe something like that. But, uh, yeah, we've got to see what the world looks like in the next couple of years and where we can go. So yes. I think I'm going to be exploring around Australia. <laughs> uh, that's and, not uh, a bad idea anyway, really. No, exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I absolutely love, you know, I, I got here in 98 and there is, there's just so much, I haven't, there's so much to see, so yep. much I've already done, but so much that I haven't done. You could spend a lifetime exploring you Australia and you, you still wouldn't cover all the ground. No. Well, that brings me to the last question in terms of someone's goal you've had in the gym. Has it ever been something you go, oh, I'd like to do that myself? Um, yeah, I've got, um, I've got, uh, what's his, uh, what's his name? The, is it the, what's the trail? The John. Oh, John Muir. Yeah. Sorry. The John Muir trail. We've got one of our guys, Alex is, uh, has just, he, and I don't know whether he's been able to do it. He just sorted out all his passes and everything. Um, wow. Just before COVID hit, oh, yeah. I know. So yeah, so it's <laughs> so been treading water since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, so doing stuff like that would be um, uh, would be really exciting. So that was one goal um, that was up on the board. Um, other goals that have been on the board, I'd like to do. I um, I sometimes have uh, amadablum. Yes, I had that. I had that on my yes. own gold board for a while. Yeah, a friend of mine, Di Westaway, she climbed it quite a few years ago, and I, ever since I talked to her about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that sounds yeah. yeah. I, I know Di. Yeah, well. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so and um, yeah, so I wonder about doing. Uh, I wonder about doing about doing that. Um, I don't know if it's doing a, a peak is as high on my priority list now as Overland Journeys. Yes, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's I've got more risk-averse as I've got older. You do, and kids as well, I think, yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, so, definitely. Um, and 
The other, the other thing I wouldn't mind exploring, actually, that I haven't uh, done before, is uh, is doing a a paddle safari and getting okay. out on a sea kayak and, yep. and doing. Yes, I've there. done one of those in Canada for nine days in the yeah. Hawaii. It's, it is great. The water's very relaxing. Yeah, I think, and just yeah. So we've got a. Yeah. Uh, so do you know Sean Gresser? Yeah, yeah. So Sean's Sean's one of the oh. one of the base camp crew. And she, I find her very inspirational as well. So you know, first woman to to um, yeah. paddle across the Bass Strait. Yep. And uh, yeah, she's one of our, our base camp. Um, crew and uh yeah i've been talking to her we're actually going to be running um some strength and conditioning workshops for paddlers as well well wow, okay. we're actually doing a series of workshops around different areas so we're going to be doing uh some strength and conditioning workshops for mountaineers strength yep. and conditioning workshops for paddling strength and conditioning workshops for bikepacking um and all of the bits awesome. and pieces as well well mate i better get myself back down there next week anyway yeah yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> and thanks a lot for your time too joe it's Cheers, been great mate. talking I've, to you absolutely real pleasure and thank you so much for inviting me and you know you guys the the osgeo adventures is just uh, and Ozgeo, just such awesome, awesome magazines. Thanks, so, mate. Yeah. Well, that's good to have you on. Brilliant. Cheers again. Cheers, mate. Thanks. That's it for today's episode of Talking Australia. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out. Write us an email, podcast at australiangeographic.com or find us on Instagram at australiangeographic. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening. Until next time.